Welcome back to Bon Voyage, everybody. I'm Rob. I'm Adam. And we're coming live with our second uh, remote episode, as you guys can probably tell. Although you had me listen to uh, a sample. Actually, I ended up listening to most of it of our From Russia with Love one, and it sounded pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. I, you know, I prefer the in-person thing, especially when it comes to watching the flicks and all that. But this is fine. Everybody else around the world's doing this, too. We finally got hit here in eastern canada yeah it was our turn yeah we had it pretty smooth up until more recently eh? yeah yeah i feel like we're turning a corner since i booked my first vaccine today i'm pretty excited i'm excited to book mine probably later this week probably anyway i guess i'll say this in case i'm a bit i'm less enthusiastic as i was telling (laughs) you i almost canceled on us because i had a bit of a shitty afternoon but i think we'll power through because what better distraction than bond i was going to get all (laughs) cheesy and get into it about how uh you know as a kid and then even as an adult your whether it's a book or bond or whatever uh, escapism can help a lot when you're having a shitty day. And that's one of the reasons these movies are so awesome. So let's power through and do it anyway. We can have a bit more of a somber episode, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting, too, because I think this is our first time recording the same day that we also worked. Yeah. Like, aside true. from your your other life stuff. like. <laughs> yeah, we don't really get personal in this podcast. I might start another one sometime where we'll <laughs> like, we don't talk politics. We don't talk about our lives. It's just bond all the time here. So I don't want to yeah. all of a sudden drop that on people. We'll, <laughs> we'll do that for our Patreons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll start a Patreon just so we can talk about our personal lives. Yeah, exactly. There's as though we don't do that enough at work, but yeah, you're right. This is our first time doing one on a weeknight where we worked rather than a rain day or on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Got to do them sometime. And these can fill the weekends. <laughs> it can fill a whole day quite yeah. easily. Yeah. I'm I'm excited in a way to, yeah, have a part of the week and not like take up a whole weekend day kind of. For sure. And one pro, I mean, like you said today, it still takes, feels like four hours or so, but it feels like less of a time commitment when we do it this way. I'm in my pajamas right now. When you come over <laughs> or I go to your place, I feel like I have to at least put pants on. Yeah, it's like an event <laughs> where, where now it's like we're going to talk for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes and then we're just going to watch a movie yeah, or whatever. And Eat then we're going to talk again. Yeah. yeah, this is all very interesting to our audience, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I'll cut all this out. So <laughs> how long ago was uh, From Russia With Love? About a week and a bit ago. It's eight days ago. I think we did it Sunday, right? Today's Monday. Yeah, that sounds right. So uh, you still feeling as good about it? You you really loved it. You said it might be your favorite. I just listened to it today. This is the first time I've listened to an episode and then recorded later. So it's very fresh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not feeling any particular way about it, you know. So pack your swimsuits, ladies and gentlemen. The one we're watching today is Thunderball. It's the fourth movie. So it went from From Russia With Love to... Goldfinger, now Thunderball. I did it this way because it's another Spectre episode. Mm-hmm. After We're going to take a break from the Spectre ones. You'll see why after the end of this flick, and then they'll come back to it later. So we're going to, mm-hmm. yeah, and also just so we don't burn through all the Sean Connerys. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you feeling about this one? I've told you a little bit about it. Yeah. So I was looking it up on my app to watch it on and I uh, I got distracted looking at Thunderball because then it was like, oh, other movies. And it was all the Craig Bond movies. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, is it Never Say Never Again or something? Yeah. It's that's like 
that's Connery's the one that he, one? he well it's the one that connery does with a separate company which we'll get more into that uh, as we okay. maybe we'll do that as a special episode it's not officially canon uh eon productions now owns it because the, the well it's a whole long story of lawsuits and all this stuff sure. i mean i could get into it i'll get into it when we if we do it so. yeah never say never again is thunderball it's the exact same movie he did it again the uh, okay one of the producers uh harry saltzman who's the partner with cubby broccoli early on they had a bad breakup essentially this is a very long story short he was pretty bitter when he had to leave he had to sell his shares because he was in some financial troubles sean connery when he left was also pretty bitter so have to spite cubby broccoli and eon productions and all that they made this movie again because Saltzman had the rights to this story. That's the other reason why, uh, because he had the rights to this, he had the rights to the Spectre storyline, and that's why they stopped dealing with Spectre in the Roger Moore era. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so Never Say Never Again actually opened up against it might be Octopussy. I saw it was 1983. So out. could be View to a Kill. It's either View to a Kill or Octopussy. Mm-hmm. It opened against that, and Raji's still it, it beat it, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. The thing uh, that stuck out to me was how old Sean Connery looked in it. Oh, it's and I was bad. like, that doesn't that doesn't make sense at all. Like I'm used to, and then I look at Thunderball, and I'm like, that's a different person. Yeah, it's weird how much he aged. Even yeah. in uh, Diamonds Are Forever, which is his last canon one, he's quite a bit older. Looks it anyway. Yeah, I thought it might have been that one. Like I thought, like, oh, was this his last one? Why is it in the 80s? I was kind of confused. So that makes sense. He ages quick. Even in this one, it's only because they were doing one a year. This, I think, is 65. So, yeah, 62, 3, 4, 5. Right. So it's crazy how much they aged back then. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of a, a stressful gig. He's starting to check out a little bit. This is one that I've struggled with a lot, as I've said before to you. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. But... Even in the last couple of years, by myself, I've tried to sit down and watch it and haven't made it through by myself. Oh, I'm sure I've I'm sure I've seen it all once or twice, but I think it's the one I've seen the least. And it's my mm. turn to do a summary too, so I have to actually pay close attention here. Hmm. I actually am kind of excited for this because we've been doing ones that you love mostly True. lately, yeah. or ones that you feel good about anyway. Uh, And this will be interesting doing another Connery that you don't like. Yeah. Or at least that I know well, like Living Daylights isn't a favorite of mine, but I've seen it enough and quite recently that I'm very familiar with it. This one is, it's a bit of a wild card. It's, it's a longer one, two hours and 10 minutes. And it feels a lot longer because of all the underwater stuff, as I've told you about. (laughs) So I was looking up the budgets. They all just went up by a million for the first three. And then this one tripled. It went from one to two to three million. And this one's nine million. I wonder if it's just all the underwater cameras or they're finally, after the success of Goldfinger, they're just like, went for it. Yeah, they became Goldfinger themselves. (laughs) Which it tripled. So the budget was nine million, but the box office was sixty three. That's still that is a solid investment. They That's made sixty three million. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy the ratios back then. So at the time, so like you're saying you don't like it that much, but at the time, was it received well? Oh yeah. Yes. Not as well as Goldfinger, I don't think. But mm-hmm. and, and it's revered. Like a lot of people love this one. You see this in a lot of people's top tens. So oh, okay, so it's a you thing that you it's don't like it. Definitely, and it's my patience and my Sean Connery love is pretty recent. 
like I, I always liked. Interesting. Okay. Like aside from from Russia with Love, which I told you in the last episode uh, was my f- like film student snob favorite movie of the Bond series through my twenties. <laughs> aside from that one, I never really cared for the Sean Connery ones. So there's a little bit of that. It's really silly early. You'll you'll see. There's one or two things in the pre-title sequence that I wish we were watching it together because you're gonna laugh out loud. <laughs> it, okay. It could also be it doesn't stand out, and I don't love it, so I haven't been able to compel someone to watch it with me yet in the last okay. few years. So I'm always watching it by myself, and then something always comes up. I just either get bored or I don't know. I just haven't got past the rehab center. I've read this book. This is one of the ones I've read, but I haven't watched the movie. And it's basically, well, it's Never Seen Ever Again, as I said. And it's also the plot of Spy Who Loved Me and sort of You Only Live Twice, okay. I think. If that's if I'm thinking of the right one. No, people are going to correct me if they dare send in a uh, correction or question. Oh, yeah. Plug our things, bud. Yeah, Speaking so, of that. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram at 007 Bond Voyage. Yeah. And then our Gmail is the same 007 Bond Voyage at gmail.com. Correct. Hmm. Did I have anything else to say? Do you have any other questions before we watch it? Uh, no, I think I'm, like I said, I'm kind of excited for Connery again. Even just after 10 minutes of talking, I feel a little more energized. So. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I can't believe I almost wimped out. Like I'm now super pumped. Like what could make me feel better? <laughs> yeah, talking to talking and watching Bond. Yeah, exactly. A little yeah. tired from working all day, but whatever. Yeah, and I think it'll be just fine. Yeah, me too. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I guess we'll talk to you guys in a few minutes when we get back. Yeah. See you after the break. For those listening at home, we've literally, what have we said, three words and we hit record right away because I think we're both anxious to see what each other thought. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, you kind of said it in the intro, man, this is a bit of a long slog, especially for a work night. and Yeah, uh, that so much underwater, but I, <laughs> it sucks that I only wrote down two things for my like first thoughts or whatever. And it's bad to go negative because I actually liked it a lot more than I've given it credit for. Mm. Like, I see why a lot of people like it. It's cool as shit and uh, impressive and all of that. But yeah, there's some really, it's too long, way too much time underwater and really, really bad ADR and really bad yeah. reeling. The uh, the speed up effect, I don't know why oh, they do yeah. it so much, especially in the climax there when they're when he climbs aboard the Disco Volante and they have their final showdown and like the yeah. uh, you know in the background to show that they're like swerving between rocks. Why is that going at like four times the speed? Yeah, <laughs> the movie began that That's way so in the pre-title funny. sequence with his fight with the cross-dressing dude, and then it ended that way. <laughs> With the yeah yeah too much speed railing. I noticed that a lot when uh, was it Fiona shot down uh, Count Lipe or something, and his car did that effect. Was that her? In on, on the, the motorcycle? on the motorcycle, it was too. 
Yeah. Man, that feels like five hours ago that Count Lupe died. I know. <laughs> Is that the same and, movie? I, it sucks. I don't want to be too hard on it, like I said, because it, it actually is pretty cool. I, yeah, so like in general, I think it's good-ish. If you trimmed the fat a little, this could be a good movie. Yeah. I think. There's good stuff. There's a lot of awful little moments and stuff, but <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Sure. Want me to try to sum it up? Yes, sum it up. First, I just want to say my like title for this is Bond Swimsuit Edition. Oh, that's a big summary. <laughs> All right, I was looking at it, and uh, I felt like it was a lot, but I, I think there's actually fewer words than on the back of the VHS, which we should do again sometime, <laughs> but not when I do the summary, because that's just too much of me reading. Uh, sure. Bond Swimsuit Edition, that's hilarious. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's naked in it most of the time. Like, yeah, he doesn't yeah, have to, yeah. like, in our, like, outfits, like, suits section, it's all bathing suits. It's just little shorts and stuff. Like, from the, uh, whatever it is, the rehab center on, he's just in robes, basically, the whole time. And the rehab center, he opens up in, like, a towel, and yeah. you almost see his whole penis. <laughs> I miss that. Uh, when he just, like, rolled over... It's just right, like the right. towel was like all, yeah, anyway. Hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Swimsuit edition. I mean, yeah, you feel almost a little damp after. Like that is a lot of water. A lot of water. I remember, speaking of the swimsuit thing, Domino at one point says, oh, I need to, I should change into something out of her swimsuit. She changes into a tinier bikini. <laughs> like she was in a big one piece and she's like, got to change to <laughs> a bikini. Hilarious. Yeah, you know how we do the whole, like, the title of our podcast being Bon Voyage and we're on a trip and all that? The tag for this one yeah. should be Pack Your Swimsuits, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> should have <laughs> thought of that at the intro. I should have. Yeah. I mean, it's like a joke that's made about this movie, how much uh, underwater there is. And it's even more than you expect. It's like mm-hmm. the first underwater sequence when he – oh, maybe I should just do the – Summary. Yeah, do the summary and we'll I get won't, to the rest. I'll try to not uh, – you can cut it and interrupt me if you want. I won't just read it all. We uh, opened at – did you think they were pretending to have uh, Bond's funeral? Big casket with JB on it? Yeah, yeah. You get that tease for one second and pan up and there he is. It's not his funeral. Apparently, it's some guy who killed two of Bond's colleagues. He then follows and <laughs> – Oh man, I guess we shouldn't get weighed down too much. We'll we'll talk about that in the pre-title sequence, but the the cross-dressing dude follows yeah. him who is an agent for Spectre. Then after the uh after the title sequence, we see Mr. Largo, number 2. He goes into a Spectre boardroom, which is in the back of an immigration office in Paris. Here he breaks down uh various Spectre operations. Well, he doesn't, number 1 does. Breaks down all these criminal enterprises that have that they've uh, got going on uh largo lays out a plan they're gonna demand a hundred million pounds from nato with the help of count lippe who we then we don't figure out the plan yet it fades out we then see him at a did it really say exactly what it was just a rehab center of some kind yeah, it seems like a spa spa re- where it just happens to be that bond is also recovering yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like he was there to watch this guy. He was just there. Yeah, he just happened to be at the same rehab place. He- healing from his calves getting burnt from the jetpack. <laughs> was that what that was? <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. 
That would be <laughs> Anyway, happens to be staying at the exact same rehab as 007. Bond sees a... It was a tattoo, right? That looks suspicious. And he starts yeah. uh, spying instead of just recuperating. Turns out Spectre's plan is to have an operative infiltrate the clinic to switch identities with a NATO commandant named Laval in order to steal two atomic bombs... And that's what they're going to – they're going to use those bombs to hold a ransom for all that money that you mentioned earlier. Didn't that totally remind you – I forget how much you remember of Austin Powers. Not much. Not much. But that whole thing like of number two walking down that uh, – like on basically on top of the table, we will hold the world ransom for $100 million. It's, yeah. That's been parodied <laughs> so many times. I couldn't help but hear – Number two from Austin Powers or Dr. Evil saying $100 billion. Mm. Uh, okay, I got to ask. When Bond then we, – we cut back and forth from them stealing the bombs to Bond at the clinic still or at the rehab center. When he locks the guy in like whatever weird box that is, who is that? <laughs> Who's the guy? Cause I don't know. Who it's in that? between. Like didn't – because it's right before they do the ID switch, right? You know where this guy Angelo steals the commandant's identity. I yeah, who does he trap in there? Because nobody, we don't see anybody let him out, and it's not the mm-hmm. same guy who trapped Bond on the rack machine thing. No, I have I no know, idea. It, it's a That's mystery. Weird. Yeah, that part was complicated. Still, anyway, the the guy that they had. The guy that they hired shouldn't have gotten so greedy and asked for more money because as soon as he succeeds in knocking out the rest of the crew and crash landing the plane in the ocean, sweet landing, by the way, in the water, (laughs) they murder him. Naturally. uh, Naturally. And then number one is all pissed off that Count Lippe hired this Angelo guy who was greedy, so demands he gets killed, which is kind of lucky because he was just about to kill Bond. And as you mentioned, Fiona... uh, Volpe. She sort of saves Bond. And uh, yeah, man, it's dangerous working for Spectre. eh? If you screw up Mm. or if you embezzle or you hire the wrong guy, Spectre will ice you. (laughs) Yeah. They don't have like some code, you know, some even like criminals usually have like a moral compass. Right. It's dangerous to work for them. Anyway, after Bond uh, gets out of the clinic, he attends a really awesome meeting. This is one of the only times you see all the double O's together. Hmm where M and several other government officials play number one's demands, where he says he's going to blow up a place in Britain or the U.S. unless they pay them 100 million pounds. So now they're like, they send out all their agents to various places around the world to try to find the bombs or else they'll have to pay. Bond was originally going to be sent to Canada, yeah, and that which would have been sweet, but instead gets to go to Nassau because he took a picture of from the clinic of a woman who lives in Nassau, who is the original. All right, do you think this was the bad guy or the pilot? I didn't quite catch that. Who is Domino's brother? The it's the the pilot, the actual commandant pilot, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. so. That's his whole reason for going to Nassau is like, that's the loose connection. Immediately finds Largo. Uh, basically just, then it's your normal James Bond stuff, investigating, getting caught, meeting up with Q, meeting a totally cool Felix. They try to kill him a few times and then decide that they shouldn't because if they kill Bond, then 
MI6 will know he's actually on to something. Classic. Classic. That happened in Goldfinger. It happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, he meets with Largo a few times. Largo intimidates him with his sharks and brags about how fast his yacht is. Bond schools him at skeet shooting. Eventually, uh, he gets captured by them. Oh, badass escape involving booze and fire. And Fiona, uh, he gets shot. Oh, yeah. And Fiona gets shot. She died. <laughs> she died. Yada, yada, yada. I'm trying to be quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, eventually, he... So afterwards, him and Felix find the plane. He finds the guy dead in the plane, Domino's brother, convinces her to flip sides, and she helps him basically with the... Their, they hatch a plot to find the bombs. And then it's your usual climax where they go on, a few things screw up, Bond gets identified, they have a big fight, Domino gets captured, he releases her, they save the day. Victory. That's about it. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. we can get more into all, all those weeds, but uh, loosely speaking, that's what happens, which is a, another common story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just kind of the same kind of thing, but underwater. <laughs> generally <laughs> a lot of underwater yeah 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 what did you think of sean in this one so i mean he was fine i thought the quips were good i think like the, the obvious bad thing was he's just like right off the top an awful sexual predator when to he that spa lady to the spa lady yeah yeah well all right, I can think of a uh, some way to pay me for this like at first oh he just gosh. the at the, first, he just assaults her. Basically, like he, yeah. Yeah, like physically. And then she says no and yada yada. And then he uses the fact that she thinks she messed up to, <laughs> yeah. to like blackmail her. To go bang in the sauna. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Fuck, gross. Uh, yeah, a little rapey there. Yeah, that's my first note. He's a bit more rapey. Yeah. And in general, Sean Connery is just sort of easing through it at first. But then later on, I noticed that they actually make him work a lot more than they used to. Like Special Forces Bond, when he infiltrates Largo's place at night, and he's like crawling along the grounds and like climbing yeah. up on the roof, and he's swimming all the time, and he's wearing very little clothes. Like It looks like this was a harder job for him. Yeah, I can see that for at sure. At least in the second and third act. Yeah. But yeah, you're right about the quips. So I think you got the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so I think the quips are good. He delivers them really well, even the sexist ones. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, I think he got the point was good. Yeah, oh man. It it felt very violent for a PG movie. It was. Just speaking of the, I think that he got the point, like the friggin' harpoons in that, I don't know if we want to <laughs> open up by talking about the final underwater battle, but that was like one of the most brutal James Bond battles. Like a lot of, yeah. I don't know if they got away with it because it's underwater, but knives and harpoons are brutal weapons. Well, I guess because you can't use regular guns underwater, right? It's not that clean bullet thing. Right. There's there's one later on in Moonraker, and it's a space battle, and it's just silly. This one is like kind of slow, and yeah. I don't know. Because it's so slow, maybe, it's more brutal. Like, harpoons going through stomachs and necks and arms. <laughs> one thing about that was... It wasn't until the end of that fight that they were like, oh, now people are bleeding all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And now the sharks are coming. Like all those harpoons to the chest, no blood, no blood coming out. Yeah. Somebody had to get an, yeah. Somebody had yeah. to get an arm wound before we got any blood. Yeah, yeah. Anything more stand out about Bond? <laughs> I think uh, there was a lot of Bond to ogle, I guess. Like yeah, he still looks really good, eh? 
And he's like naked the whole time and yeah. like just yeah. Except for his toupee. I don't like his hair much. Yeah, his hair doesn't look so great. But it's kind of like they're playing into the people think Bond is hot thing. They're like, well, if you think so, here you go. Here's lots of <laughs> Bond being hot. Well, the women are too in this one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Man, you're right. It's the Sports Illustrated James Bond. Yeah, exactly. It's Baywatch The Swimsuit Bond. Magazine Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the women too, you're right. Because she, yeah, she goes from the one piece to the two piece and all of them are just gorgeous. Gorgeous. His assistant lady and Fiona's gorgeous and Domino's like, yeah. it, I mean, they always are the Bond women, yeah. but particularly stunning. <laughs> Even all the guys are in like wetsuits like all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what'd you think of this Felix? I kind of liked him. I kind of did too. Surfer yeah. Felix, like with the platinum blonde. He just blonde. has that like American accent. Yeah. Platinum blonde. Didn't he have like gray hair? He looked kind of old. I don't think so. He looked blonde to me. Huh. huh. Maybe our TVs are different. I guess we'll have to. <laughs> You're watching it on Crave, right? HBO Max yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bad quality. <laughs> hey. So in the pre title, again. The bad effects really mess with me. The the reeling effect, like the crank. I think they call it a crank or a speed reel or something, where they just speed up the shots to, I don't know, make it yeah. more exciting. Other than that, it's pretty cool. Like the stunt with the jetpack, it sucks that they have the rear projection that's so bad and that they shoot the guy yeah. from so far. Because <laughs> it's actually a pretty cool stunt, but it What's just looks fall? so terrible. That obvious rear projection green screen thing and why did he put a helmet on you're james bond like i never see him put a seatbelt yeah. on why did he put a helmet on <laughs> yeah yeah he'd actually there's that specific scene with fiona where she says oh you might want to put on your safety belt and he just doesn't really yeah shit i should yeah, have thought to put ride. that together that's hilarious yeah. then why the helmet like well q told me to wear a helmet if i'm using the jetpack did you just burst out laughing when he just straight up clocked the lady? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I did laugh at the jetpack. Yeah. You, yeah. Did you think it was a woman? We're like, wait, what? Like how? Uh, I did, but I was like, okay. She's bad. Like, wo- woman villain. Yeah, I guess that's okay. fine. It's often a question. Did he know? Like, obviously he knew who it actually was. That was yeah. what? Number six or something? Yeah. 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 Number six. Um, so he knew it was a man, but if you're not closely paying attention, it's like, oh, turns out you're a dude. Okay. <laughs> but I would have punched you anyway. <laughs> Bond knows what he's doing, you know? He's Bond. Yeah, you're right. With the film technique stuff, just before we stop on that, you mentioned before how, like, Bourne and other movies that just have so many jump cuts for fights and stuff. This had yeah. so many fast cuts yeah, for yeah. the fights and for other stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's not even like direction necessarily. It seems like it's all done in post, like it's editing stuff. Hmm. It's really weird. This is the same director as Dr. No and From Russia With Love. It's Terrence Young. doesn't seem like it at all. It doesn't. The, the editing is so much different. Again, because, yeah, those quick cuts and... Mm-hmm. And the, sped up footage and stuff. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It doesn't work. Although maybe no. if they had maybe if they hadn't done that, it would have been two and a half hours instead of two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, maybe they had a time budget. They just like, okay, what clips do we speed up? <laughs> yeah, cut? yeah, it doesn't really work. And they do it a mm-hmm. lot, man. I don't know what they were thinking with that massage rack thing as a way to <laughs> torture or kill them. It just looks so. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Like, he's almost passing out, and like, yeah, that special effect. Like, did they actually hook a camera onto something that's really like shaky? Like, oh, Bond's perspective is this thermal, like, this gauge, but it's shaking. 
they they have another sort of nod to that in Moonraker where he's hooked up to a rig and somebody comes in and adjusts it to speed it up to screw him over as the person mm. who uh, conveniently put him in this machine just walks away. I'll be back in a few minutes. You just enjoy <laughs> this machine. Uh, yeah, it's very wow. silly. So I'm sure we'll come up or we'll think of other moments of really weird camera tricks, but uh, anything yeah. else in the pre-title sequence? Oh, I, I thought um, that fight with number six, that looked really expensive. They just took all the props and broke them. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool room. Really funny. Yeah. Cool, beautiful room that they got to tear apart. And then that'd be great. Have you heard of those? Um, what is it called? Like those chain, like you can go to a room where you break stuff. Have you heard about that? To get yeah. Anger out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I've this would be a perfect set for that. Smash room or a. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking into the, one of those a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Again, listen to the intro. We won't get into personal things. <laughs> a Bond themed um, smash room would be great for you. That would be fun. But why would I want to smash anything? I, I love Bond. <laughs> Even no, but villain. like. You would dress up as Bond and like oh, fight see. some mannequin or something. Just sure, put on a sure, black sure. So, uh, what else is in the pre-title? Who was the... There's some French lady. Yeah, not really important. We got to see the DB5 do a few tricks. Don't run directly at the back of that car if you don't want to get hit by something. <laughs> Mm, yeah was it like water jets i think so just just to soak everybody in the pre-title sequence to get ready for how much water is coming well i was gonna say that's like just foreshadowing yeah and that led into the title sequence which was just Uh, people underwater another it's funny because i was listening to the uh from russia with love one and uh the episode and we're talking about how the title sequences haven't been great yet this one again is lame the song is awesome and the title sequence isn't great I like the song anyway. Okay. I was kind of the opposite. I thought the title sequence was kind of cool. It's like, but that was before I watched two hours of underwater footage. Right. It was Uh, just the same shot. They were just kind of swimming around in circles. Man, the, the like creep thing that they do in the song, like Tom Jones, just belting it out, of course, but the, the little bond note that, and then pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I love that song. The thing with this song because I never listened to the lyrics, right? I, I was like, oh, maybe this time I'll listen to the lyrics. The worst song for that. Just awful. Like, I wrote down one of the lines. Uh, Any woman he wants, he'll get. Talking about Bond. Just like, okay. Cool. Sure. Oh, come <laughs> like, on. Like, he's such a good shot. Thunderball. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you... Okay. I mean, it's not wrong. He's pretty uh, successful at it. Yeah, but just, like, shut up. <laughs> that's hilarious of all ones to finally listen to but that's not the most egregious line in any bond song my favorite one is nobody does it better and it's just on and on about how fucking awesome he is so Uh, okay i mean i'm not gonna debate with you about the uh the virtue of any woman he wants he can get i mean it it's said with a grin right it's not like I don't know. What's your problem with it? How about I don't defend it? What is the problem with that? Is it predatory? It's not really predatory. Like, most of them seem to want him, except for the woman at the clinic, and she also came around pretty quick. 
she was with him the rest of the time. But it, so it's any woman he wants, he'll get. Not any woman he wants will want him. He just like gets his way because he. You yeah, but bomb. you are aware that was just the world forever till a couple years ago, right? Yeah, and I <laughs> relative don't like speaking. It. No, I agree, but. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't need to defend it, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, that's just the line I wrote down. I think the lines are all similarly yeah, cheesy it, well, and kind of straightforward. It's funny. I, that, I did like Tom Jones's voice. And I like the music for a change. I, I just love the. It just seemed like it didn't are, fit the song as well. Like, it's just the Bond theme with Tom Jones singing in between hmm. is what it sounded like. I don't, it got me excited. I was like dancing. The, the okay. pre-title sequence got me pretty pumped. What's funny is the I wrote this down too. The pre-title sequence makes it set up for one of the more silly bonds with the cross-dressing and the jetpack and the water in the DB5. Yeah. And then Tom Jones is just naturally campy and silly. And then it's mostly a pretty serious movie. I did think, especially with the jetpack, that I was like, that's not Raji. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sets it up to be a silly one, and it, and it doesn't really yeah. follow through with that. Hmm. What did you think of... Let's talk about some of the sets for a minute. What did you think of the uh, Spectre set, the big boardroom? And what did you think oh. of number one this time? Instead of just him with one or two operatives. But we got to... So there was the... I don't know what you want to call it. Like the parallel between the double O's and all the Spectre agents. They both have big rooms, big chairs, talking about their big operations. Mm -hmm. Like I, that's why I'm surprised I haven't really given Thunderball such a, or much of a try before, because that's some of the shit I really love. The big, it was just so grand and world building. (laughs) That was really cool to think like, oh, like Spectre has this boardroom. Yeah. With all their agents. And it, actually, there's a parallel too. Yeah, number one, number two, etc., and double O one, double two, etc. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put that together, but and it's cool to see the contrast too. Like uh, the Spectre chamber is all like kind of gray and black, you know, black, like very like monochromatic. And then the the you know the Brits MI6 place is like, oh, we just have. You know, Da Vinci probably painted this yeah, room by and hand a or three story map on the wall. Oh, <laughs> uh, just to be like, yeah, it was around here. Did you that see? That was so funny. Oh my god, the guy pointing, like when they're yeah. yeah in the background, they're talking about somebody in South Africa or you know, bring the diamonds over here, and the guy's just pointing at the map with a giant pool cue, basically. <laughs> was that in the MI6 place? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. There, one thing, speaking about the differences, there's no windows at all in the Spectre one. It's just this big, dark room. And the MI6 one has these giant windows. And mm. here's these double agents talking about this big, mysterious thing. And they have to keep it super secret. We're not telling the public. Otherwise, there will be mass panic. And they have three-story windows that are just open all around. That any yeah, other yeah. Russian spy or anybody with like a paparazzi could be taking pictures from across the street at these yeah, plants. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Might be looking a little too deep there, but that's a little silly. You just think imagine they... it's in like the middle of a courtyard in the middle of a big like estate or something, you know? Maybe. Or it's like Harry Potter and uh, <laughs> the windows aren't actually to the outside. That's just a projection. To They're actually yeah. underground. It's just to make the office not so depressing. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, we'll say it's that. <laughs> 
But anyway, just, yeah, even storyline aside, the rooms are just freaking cool. You know how much I love that stuff. Yeah, that's and right. And, like, the electric the chair. rooms were good. I mean, in the Spectre room, the electric chair that then just lowers down beneath the floor. Yeah, yeah. The music was really good at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The How it was intense. It built up. Yeah. Did you, it was, yeah. like, spooky. And again, they did the thing like at the end of From Russia with Love, where you think number one's about to kill one guy and then kills the guy kills next the to him. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens a lot. <laughs> Classic number one. Yeah. We didn't get well, enough of his cat in this one. That was my only problem. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of kitty. I so I said in the intro that you'll see why we're not doing another Spectre one. I totally misremembered the end of this movie. Like we could go to another Spectre one, but. I think the way, I guess I should say this at the end of the episode, not now, but the way I'm looking at it, like they just got hurt bad. They're embarrassed on the global mm. stage. They were defeated by the West. So they kind of go underground for a while. So Bond is going to do a few other missions before Spectre rears its head again. I, I, I can buy that even here. Yeah, You can see that. Yeah. We forgot to tie from Russia with love into this one, but... We don't need to do that all the time. Every now and then we'll do a recap to tie them together. Well, I mean the Spectre thread, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, again, don't, already I don't remember where From Russia With Love ended. Hmm. Oh, well, one thing at a time. Uh, the other set that I liked a lot was the uh, the fishing headquarters down in Nassau. Oh, yeah. Where Felix and them were, yeah. Yeah, and where he met Q to get his yeah. gadgets. That was a I cool did like little... that Q appeared out of nowhere with a big box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. the Hawaiian shirt or whatever. Yeah, yeah, totally. Q on location. I love it. Q in the field. That happens in a few of the movies too. He comes out. Like they have like weird it happens a lot in the uh Roger Moore ones. Bond thinks he's getting captured and then he comes in and it's an MI6 office, like in a sunken ship somewhere or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And Q gives him his stuff. Good mm. uh, segue there. What'd you think of, I guess there wasn't much, but the rebreather is cool. And he used that a few times yeah, for, ga- for yeah. gadgets. I wrote down, we had the, yeah, the jetpack and the water spray. Um, for the car. Yeah. Yeah. The Geiger counter watch is fine. Uh, the yeah, that's not camera. super interesting. Uh, the homing pill was weird. Did that was that even relevant? Yeah, he used it. At, like that's how Felix and them found him at the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Remember? Oh, I even wrote down. I like Felix, except that he gave goddamn exposition dialogue, which I yeah. <laughs> hate so much. They were in the helicopter. He's looking at that device. At a device. He's like, oh well, thank God his homing beacon's still working. Like, we know what you're doing out there. You don't need to tell yeah. us. Like, you didn't explain Actually, all this yeah. other shit. You're going to just hand hand feed us that? My, uh, my No, my other example of stupid exposition dialogue was when, uh, like, he tells Domino that her brother's dead. And then she's like, oh, I didn't think it was important. But there happens to be these stairs by this bridge that number or Largo doesn't want people to go by. I guess it was maybe important. And it fades to Bond, like, swimming up to these exact stairs. I wonder if that's just bad acting, not exposition dialogue. Because that we didn't know yet. Like, why why I don't, or when I don't like it is if Bond arrived there and said, oh, these are just the stairs that Domino told me about. That's the type that I hate. Like, yeah, but, like... in in. <sighs> If this were real, she would actually tell him that. Maybe she delivered it poorly, but that's a line that that woman might say. I hate it when it doesn't... 
it just seemed like such a random piece of information like to be like you, like oh now i'm on your side because my brother was killed by this guy so just you know while i'm plucking information from everything i know about yeah, largo yeah. there's some stairs over there sure all right so for me that's more of just like a stretch like you got to suspend disbelief there. That's a, it's, that's it's a big stretch. A big stretch. Totally. I agree with that. It's just not the, it's not the egregious kind of exposition dialogue I'm talking about. That's just shitty okay. storytelling. Do you know okay. you, you know what I mean? Like when like that's just loose kind of moving the story along crappy dialogue. But when someone actually is just like, "Hey, remember that thing we did earlier?" I'll catch you up, audience. That's the shit that I hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, with locations and sets. I mean, I just I wrote down like it was cool when there was like the animals underwater, like the turtle and the fish and the <laughs> crab and, and the everything. I found that hilarious in the uh, like the big battle at the end, especially yeah. like they would take time to show a random shot of like a seahorse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, look, that knife that was just being used. It fell next to this like slug creature and a lobster." <laughs> they had this yeah. big close up of the lobster. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty great. Yeah, there's a lobster with like people fighting next to it. They're like, uh, lobster's here. <laughs> I know we keep coming back to it, but the, <laughs> the underwater stuff is so funny. It's, it's just so like funny. Cubby Broccoli bought a bunch of cameras that work underwater and God damn it, we're going to use them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like so in, much. It's like in Goldfinger where they're like, man, they charged us $5,000 to rent this car crusher. We're going to use it for a good five or 10 minutes of this movie. <laughs> Man, okay. I Like when you said this movie was slow, I thought it would be car crusher from Russia with love kind of slow where it's like quality relaxing. But this is just like, yep, they're still underwater. I think this is why I've never made it all the way through. It's a great fall asleep movie. Yeah, man, I was close. <laughs> Sometimes. And that sucks because there is a lot of really good. I love, like I said, these big rooms with all, like, sp- there's so much Spectre in it and so much MI6 and some of the biggest stakes we've had yet, right? Like yeah, threatening to blow up Miami and a uh, city in the UK and all of the governments in and all the double O agents. And we saw uh, like, we saw MI6 and all these other government officials a bunch of times. Like it's a really big one. Yeah. It sucks that it's so friggin' boring. <laughs> yeah yeah you're right like, and he's even good like i guess it's just too long it's too it's too long and the water stuff is slow as hell the battle i didn't mind but like <laughs> yeah when they uh buddy angelo brings down the plane it's like five minutes of bringing that camouflage net out and not only that yeah. we're gonna watch these 10 extras in scuba gear hammering the pegs yeah like yeah. it's everything it's- <laughs> And they showed that for so long, and I still didn't know what the hell was going on. Because, like, right. you get bored, you're like, okay, they're doing stuff. I don't know, man. And it's just that they're hiding the plane. I was yeah. like, is that I only put together later when Bond found him. I was like, oh, right. that's what that net was for. Because it, <laughs> it wasn't super clear. Like, well, they have I, shots underwater, but... See, I do like that, because I love when a movie doesn't hold your hand. Like I was just saying, I hate exposition dialogue, but they almost take it too far with this one. <laughs> yeah, there's, like... Like, I was thinking about From Russia with Love, where it was slow and deliberate, but it wasn't super confusing, right? Like, there wasn't a surplus of characters or things going on, where this one, it's a little bit all over the place. Oh, man. 
Yeah. So the Rajis are like that, except they're entertaining the whole time. They're just silly and campy, and there's a lot going on. It's not just yeah. underwater. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because like the convoluted storylines and all the stuff that's going on, that that's pretty common. Like I've talked about mm-hmm. it a lot. We just haven't. Live and let die was our good example of that, right? And yeah. kind of the living daylights too. Yeah, definitely the living daylights yeah. and Casino Royale and like the newer ones kind of jump around sure. a lot more. I guess like part of me is getting better at just accepting that. But yeah. then when I, it's accepting that and I'm watching just people underwater in wetsuits. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad that we're harping on it so much because it is cool. Like I see that it yeah. could have been quite the spectacle when they saw it in the theater back in 65. Uh, I don't know. In the right context, I don't think that that's as boring as, I don't know. Like the clinic was also too long. And he didn't need to bum around NASA for so long. Like, everything's just a little too long in this movie. I took note that we got Q, like, one hour into the movie. Yeah. It was literally halfway over, and we got the gadgets. Yeah, and I thought it was a lot further than that, which is also a bad sign. It was just over an hour. so long. Yeah, it was just over an hour, and I was like, well, we got to be getting close to the climax here. They're, They're probably ready to storm the the yacht and we'll wrap this up and holy fuck there's 55 minutes left oh my gosh yeah it was so long yeah well it's too bad oh well they can't all be winners no i mean i'm not saying it's bad it's just that's what it is you know yeah a lot of water a lot of water well he's also so cool and the women are great yeah i'm very conflicted it sucks that it's so boring (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know that i wreck even though it's Again, I don't know if I'm repeating myself, super cool for like the geek in me who loves the world building and all of that. I know that I've said repeatedly that I don't like the idea of this being like an extended universe or whatever, but to learn more about Spectre and to see more of the background of MI6 and all that, that's all really cool. But that was like five minutes of a two hour and 10 movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you cut like the water by the water scenes by half, this movie would be like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> like, um, that's an exaggeration, I guess, but you know but what I mean? Probably like, an hour and 50 or hour and 55. Cause yeah, it's you ten. like 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 And I think that'd be fine. Like yeah. in the theaters in 65 when this, cause it does look really good and they're not cheating. Like some movies these days, underwater scenes are shot in slow motion, a dude hanging from a wire in front of a green screen. And they just sort of move in slow-mo and they use a fan to blow up their hair to make it look like they're underwater. Like these guys were underwater, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it is really cool to see Sean Connery doing that. But for a modern audience, it's a bit much. Yeah. They could just cut it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Are you glad we did this one just us instead of putting a guest through it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's other ones I'm as, I'm, you know how I've been saying like, shit, we're watching all my favorite ones. I'm glad that yeah. we got another one like this out of the way. Cause there's a few, like I've mentioned die another day several times in octopusy that are just like outrageous, have horrible moments in them, but they're like, I have watched Octopussy more than a lot of the other ones because there's still yeah. a lot of good and it's so much fun. This one's just a drag. Like, yeah. f- from Russia with Love and Casino Royale, I think are a bit more story driven and kind of boring 
to some people maybe like not boring's the wrong word but it's a slow burn i guess is the best way yeah. to put it this one's a slow burn that's not as worth it <laughs> no it's very wet it's a wet slow burn <laughs> there you go it's a, it's yeah. a slow soak <laughs> yeah 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 it's a soak where yeah. you're like your fingers are really wrinkly at the end of the bath <laughs> exactly kind of yeah uh, should we talk about some of the gadgets then a little more? Well, okay. We kind of talked about the gadgets, I guess. But I did write down the back stretcher was funny and the, the massage bear glove. That was mink. probably the best gadget. It's mink. Mink? Okay. <laughs> mink. Oh, it's mink. <laughs> yeah. He said it a few times. Is it the... Uh, shit, what did you say? Is that the mink or the something that's relaxing? Hmm. Yeah. Got to get me one of those mink gloves. <laughs> I guess so. Peter wouldn't be happy. Yeah, that was a pretty... Well, that brought me around to his relationship with the nurse lady at the clinic. Like, it, it didn't start well, very well, but she sure liked him by the end. Yeah, but that just... In the broader context, that just shows that, you know, assaulting someone will make you make them like you, I guess. <laughs> that's the, that's different, the lesson. Different times, man. It's not a lesson. It's... I mean, men were literally taught chase them down and women were taught make them fight like that's shit that mothers taught daughters make them fight for it like it's yeah. horrible it was a horrible horrible way of doing things and forever. this is another example of that yes i agree <laughs> yeah yeah it, you can't judge it by today's context but you can say what we're saying about it like it is too bad that that's the way it was forever Yes, yeah, but it, like what's I can notable my, to me is that like in the other Connery ones, like sure there was bad moments in Goldfinger, but we talked about how From Russia with Love was pretty decent in terms of yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't get that here. Very little. I liked his rapport with. Uh, we haven't talked about her much yet, and I kept, I screwed up her name, Fiona Volpe. She's pretty badass. Like, yeah, she's cool. When she he, specifically uh, says like, you know, your dong ain't gonna do it for me, like. Yeah, he's like, I hope you know that what I did was just for king and country. She's like, bitch, please. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. enjoy it either, and you've got nothing for me. That whole yeah. – that was actually a really cool sequence. That was one of the more intense moments when he bashed that bottle and lit the car on fire, and he got shot and was you know, being chased. He looked a little scared for a few minutes, and then mm -hmm. when he was dancing with Fiona, when she got – I was actually a little bit sad that she got killed. Yeah. She was a I good think little... she was one of the best parts of the movie, honestly. Me, yeah, me too. And I'd say she was the hench person. We haven't really talked about yeah. the villains. Or, like, it's hard to say, like, because Largo's really the villain in this one more than number one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I thought of Largo as the he uh, the villain, and she was the hench person. For sure. Yeah, and a few other of his cronies, like sub-hench yeah. people, like in Live and Let Die. And they were kind of her cronies, too, a lot of them. Right, right. Yeah, they're... It wasn't as clear cut for villain hench person like some of the movies in this one. So that loses yeah. points for me too. But she has the hench person <laughs> role because she does like, uh, you know, when the other hench people screw up, she like kills them and stuff. Like she's right, the one right. on the motorcycle. She's yeah, on the yeah, foot soldier yeah. on the ground. Yeah, you're right. And I totally forgot that it was her on the motorbike. Yeah, she's totally yeah. the Red Grant of this movie. Yeah, for sure. The Necros. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. And Yeah, she was really good. Gorgeous. Uh, oh, I loved the scene where she's waiting in the tub and he's like, what? She said, well, if you're just going to be there, you might as well give me something to put on. And he hands her the shoes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. I, I've done a move like that before. Like if there's not a camera there, that's a funny move. 
like it's gross because sure, we're like, watching it and it's perverse and we're voyeur well, like we're, we're voyeurs it. in it and but he, and he just goes to like her room right like this isn't like his girlfriend this is like the well she girl. just murdered the person who's supposed to be there the assistant like she's of he knows she's not supposed to be there and she is there in the tub to seduce sure. him because she had just knocked out the assistant pa- lady paula but, yeah I, I couldn't catch her name they said it like three times and i missed it every time uh, they chloroformed her, and then she took cyanide or whatever. But she, Fiona, stole her room, mm. and Bond knew that—that that she was bad. She saw that he had already seen the Spectre ring and knew that she was bad. So it was an okay. alright. Yeah. I liked that move. Yeah, and she sort of grinned at it. It's just bad. Like I don't want that to be, and I don't want people to think that's the cool thing to do. You know, <laughs> it can be a cool thing to do. If like that's never a cool move. Are you kidding me? I guess it's funny. I don't know. You, I don't know not man. just funny. I I don't think that's in a... Like, if you're... In this case, it might be a little complicated. If you're in a relationship with someone, you could do something like that, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. How dare you come in here? Give me... If you're going to be in here, give me something to put on and you toss your lady some slippers or something. That's funny. Yeah. And no, sexy I, and fun. If you if you have that relationship and they... Yeah, yeah. If you have that And they that did. They were... Like, that's a bond move. And sorry, write in if you want, or you can look at me differently. I've done moves like that for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I think it depends on the relationship context. Yeah, sure. and what, how far you're willing to go. And if they're like, no, I mean it, give me a towel. And you don't, then you're evil. But you're like, you can start out light by doing that with a grin on your face, see what happens, sure, and then sure. gauge it from there. If they're like, then pissed, then <laughs> that's a hard no. You got to stop. <laughs> Yeah, you don't then blackmail them and do them in the sauna. No, exactly. That That's a bad move. <laughs> that's not one I've ever done, nor would do. But I like Thank the slippers move. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or whatever those were. I'm a, I'm a fan of that kind of... What's the word for it? It's like, that's not predatory. That's like... It's seduction. a bit... Mo- it, yeah, I like seduction I games. I'm kind of... Man, James Bond's one of my favorite freaking characters. Obviously, I love seduction games. I find that it's very cool and badass and suave. And I don't know. Some chicks dig it. Chicks. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, thanks for being on this journey with me, despite the ocean between us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you are actually going through all these movies and chicks offends you. You are a trooper. <laughs> it's awesome. Offend <laughs> isn't. No. I, hey, it's just, you're I'm a wonderful human being. Out. What's that? You're just disappointed in me for using chicks? <laughs> no, no. I just I just said I'm, I'm just pointing it out. Oh, I said, it's fine. I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Which no. would have been hilarious. Yeah. All right, something more up your alley. What would you think of the score? <laughs> <laughs> the score. The score was, was a, good. Yeah. Did you notice, all right, was it from Goldfinger or from Russia with Love? The, I recognized the score from another one of the movies. I mean, a lot of it's just Bond themed stuff. I no, thought it was, it was the really good. intense dun 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 if you know what I mean. I think like, so. Do, yeah. Did you just you probably just recognized it cuz it happened like the entire movie, basically. It was definitely in, I think it's Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Very similar anyway. I just thought I it was you. jacked from the other movie. Like, I, I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah. 
like during the parade, it was straight up. Like it felt really familiar. Like we had just seen it in another one of the movies. Hmm. And I, they've probably done that before. You're right. Did you notice with this one or was it my cop like copy of it that some of the dialogue was really quiet? And then like that, like big festival parade thing was, was so really loud. loud. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. I'm wearing out the volume button on my remote for sure. Yeah, going up yeah. and down. This one. Crave is notoriously bad for their movies. Like it's really bad quality. I tried to watch one on there once and I had to turn it off and go back to my Blu-rays. But uh, mm. no, I also noticed that volume discrepancy. Um, yeah. What'd you think of uh, Domino? Yeah, I liked her too. Yeah, she she was, was pretty good. Pretty cool. She held her own kind of like, you know, yeah. It was a little weird how, uh, like, she was introduced halfway through, right when he first gets to Nassau, and then she's kind of gone for quite a while. But that just it made sense, I think. Yeah, totally. I, the... it's hard to keep. I found it hard to keep them straight. Like, I felt like there was eight different, yeah, definitely, women in it, and I yeah. oftentimes didn't know which one was which. Like, Same, they because he has the assistant lady, and yeah. also um, Fiona, and just and the woman at the clinic. People. And yeah. yeah, yeah, there are a lot of them and none of them, I mean, Fiona was super noteworthy, but otherwise, like they weren't given yeah. a lot of, this isn't the best movie for women, did you aside from Fiona. The, <laughs> did you notice the hotel clerk when he checked in that like gave him a, like there was a shot of her giving him a long double take? I don't think I noticed. Because he like picked up his key, like room 304, and then the clerk like looks at him and smiles and there's like. I think it cut to him walking away and then it cut back to her, like still looking, still at, looking him. at him. Nice. Yeah. Unfortunately, as you know, I take the some reason shit too seriously. So I spent too much time writing, especially early because mm-hmm. which always happens with these movies because the complicated yeah. bits are always the first 50 minutes of like a the setup. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then it's the f- like, yeah, half an hour of like fighting underwater or, whatever. or a boat chase or stalking someone or a meal yeah. on a train or whatever. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. The setup and yeah, like the first and half, the first act and the first half of the second act are usually the most confusing points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. The setup of the plan, execution of the plan, and then the unfolding of the plan is usually pretty straightforward. Yeah, because you put so much effort in the first half; it's front loaded. Yeah. That background you've chosen for your uh, Google Meets is <laughs> distracting as hell. I you keep taking it. a drink of your beer and it disappears. So it looks like you're <laughs> drinking nothing and your chair keeps disappearing. Hilarious. Sorry. Oh no, that's uh, fine. Well, we're talking about uh, distraction, like with your summary. There was, so do you, when uh, Fiona gets killed, there's like a gun that just comes out from behind a curtain. Yeah. Real ominous. That reminded me, do you know, uh, what was it called? Tex Avery screwball classic cartoons does that ring a bell so. at all so Tax it's some there's some vhs Sounds very familiar that my dad had i guess yeah. of like these cartoons they're kind of like looney tunes but a little like is more it the off. little mouse no it's like there's like a wolf thing and it's just like kind of like very similar to looney tunes and stuff but it reminded me of there's one where there's like a gun and it kind of gets droopy and it gets and there's one like a gun from behind a door and stuff. I think who killed who is the one okay. I'm thinking of. And it looks but like I, that. Yeah. And then like, so I spent parts of the movie that I was bored trying to find what this was and remember it and find clips and stuff. That's very funny. Yeah. That was really funny. Yeah. I'll send you uh, the, the clip. Excellent. I will check that out.
assistant domino. I don't have any more notes, man. I have one one thing. Very important. When Bond goes to the M's office with Money Penny, the hat stand is right next to the door. Right? And he just okay. places his hat there. That's notable in itself, right? Like they were tired Always of this does it. shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and yeah. they moved it. On his way out, the hat stand is back where it usually is, and his hat's not there. And he kind of says, Oh, what happened to my hat? Like Money Penny must have done something. Isn't I that guess. weird though? It I would say it's a continuity error, except he actually mentioned I yeah. swear I had a hat. Had he not mentioned it, it would have been a continuity error. Yeah. But yeah, that's weird. We should Google that. Spooky as hell. Yeah, why? I wonder why they did that. And that is very important. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it's <laughs> <was> really important. <laughs> I kind of wish we did have a guest for this one, just to get their, like, what the hell did I just... If, especially if they're not a Bond fan, like someone who maybe hasn't even seen one. Mm. Like, are you impressed because it's a cool old movie or anything? Like... For us in this little journey that we're doing, it, it's just sort of a one co- sort of slow stop on the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's my least. Well, yeah, I suppose it probably is. This is the ninth we've done, I think. Yes, episode nine. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, talk about that It uh, within context of all the movies so far? No, I think it's... It's nice, again, watching a chunk of Connery's. Just yeah. It's a good foundation, I think, for what's going to come, I imagine. I kind of liked the... Uh, I liked Domino killing Largo at the end. Yeah, that was good. I liked that. I liked their fight. I really expected... You know how at the end of the main plot and From Russia With Love, we got to see a scene again with number one breaking yeah. shit down with his underling? I Like with... Uh, what's her name? Rosa and Kronstein. I wanted a scene like that. I wanted him to find out that Largo had failed. Number two is dead. And like see him like throw his cat or just be really, (laughs) really pissed that number two failed. Because like, oh, Bond killed number six. And, you know, number nine fucked up in South Africa and I had to kill him and whatever. But from number two, it was number three and number five. Right? Yeah, that, like, that man, thing. he must really start to hate Bond. Bond is, like, single-handedly mm. taking Spectre out. Because number two would be his second-in-command, I yeah, imagine. Presumably, yeah. 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 He looked pretty important. He was at the left hand of the table, mm. like, from number one's point of view. Do you? We didn't really talk about Largo much, eh? No, I guess not. Yeah, we barely talked about the villain or his plot. I like well that. Is, in it, sorry, what did what did you want to say about Largo? The only thing I was gonna say is you know he has an eye patch, and then you look at the modern movies and we have Lachifre with just an actual screwed up eye. We've just come such a long way. <laughs> well, as I've said, they often have some form of deformity, mm-hmm. whether you want to call yeah. that ableism or not. <laughs> uh, I quite like this plot though, the villain plot for yeah. this one. I really. I was wondering at the end if they were going to do the thing where, say, NATO paid, they were going to blow the cities up anyway. And I really, really wanted it to not happen. I want to think that NATO was going to pay their 100 million pounds and then Spectre just gives the bombs back because they want to. Could you imagine? Like, I want that to happen in a movie sometime. And they totally do it. Like, 
nowadays with like a ransomware when people hack and they actually they pay it off and then they release it i want that rather than like i don't like the one-dimensional villains in bond movies or in anything when they're just altogether evil no matter what i like that Mm. when they make a demand and then the good guys pay it they actually give the hostage back or give the bombs back or whatever my question with that like i don't Maybe we find out more about Spectre, but like, what are they going to do with the hundred million dollars? Well, they're just building their empire, I guess. Sure. I like to think because their embezzlement was one of their things, wasn't it? Maybe not. I forget. We'll have to look it up. Whatever. It's something about like selling drugs, and they were like, "That's not enough money." Well, no. I mean, what Spectre stands for? Revenge, extortion, wow. all the whatever it all stands for. I like to think that they have a reputation that they that matters to them and that they would have actually had they gotten the money stood by what they said. It's a special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge and extortion. Right. Yeah. So if they're going to like if they didn't give the bombs back, if NATO paid, nobody would ever pay them again. So I like to think that they were actually going to give the bombs back. Had they paid? Sure. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it was. It was very close. Next day, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 So, oh, any speculation at all on uh, number one? Who do you think this guy is? Do you know anything about? Well, I, we've talked about this a little bit about your knowledge of Bond. We're taking a little break from Spectre, so you're not going to think about it for a while, but who do you think number one is, and do you have any... Are you looking forward to Bond finding out more about Spectre and all of that? <laughs> or you just don't care? You're along for the ride. I, I, I am interested. I think when I was looking up uh, something about the cat <laughs> the cat and number one, I think I saw, saw some a picture name? of him. Maybe a picture and a name, but like I don't. that, that doesn't mean I know anything about how it connects to yeah. anything. There are several actors who play this guy. There's, I don't know if you would count this one. I really don't know that I would count from Russia with Love. This guy, you got to see a bit more of him behind that screen. I mean, not really. I thought His we silhouette. got more in uh, from Russia with Love. I know we saw like kind of less of him in frame, but we got more of his. Sure, uh, I, I just mean literally, monologue. physically yeah. less of him. Sure. Yeah, but you get more and more. I forget the order that we're doing here. What's the next one? The next movie we're going to watch is The Man with the Golden Gun. Okay. Roger Moore second. So he went from stopping this mission to he's back in London taking a little bit of a break. And, and a, a world-renowned assassin sends MI6 a bullet with 007 on it, threatening him. So is it Spectre? Are they coming after him? Who's coming after him? Well, we'll have to watch and find out. All right. I'm looking forward to it. After that, we're three movies away. Four, we're going to watch four until we go back to Spectre. Okay. All right. Well, as we said in the intro, join in on the conversation at 007 Bon Voyage at Twitter or Instagram or email us at 007 Bon Voyage at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Send in your feedback. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying these remote episodes. <laughs> yeah. We're uh doing it (laughs) yeah looking forward to getting back together when we can but this will do for now until next time bon voyage everybody bon voyage